Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello everyone, welcome to this new episode of the Partido Partido podcast where we talk everything Aleti. It's been a quite a quiet transfer window for Aleti with just two players signed and the major areas haven't been touched. So joining me to talk all on what has been happening in the transfer window for Aleti this summer is Luis Bennett. Luis, how are you? I'm very well, Lavagas. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Well, thanks for accepting our invite. And, well, a lot of people kind of face difficulties with pronouncing the name Lavagas. So, if it's convenient, maybe you just use Emmanuel. <laughs> All right, Emmanuel. We're good to go. <laughs> uh, thank you. So, I'm sure most of you guys know Luis, but... You know him as at Football Chatters, his account on Twitter where he covers a lot of things about European football, but not just that, he also covers grassroots football in Ireland. So, Luis, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so the story with Football Chatters, I suppose, um, what I talk about on that is kind of in the name. It's just kind of, you know, talking about football, I guess, just, you know, I have a keen interest in just continental football generally, just looking around Europe and and what's going on. And um, and I kind of just, if I see something, you know, that interests me, which is, um, it's fair to say, is quite a wide scope, um, then I just dedicate a few tweets to it and 
and and talk about it. So, you know, in the transfer window, it's been busy because obviously, you know, a lot of clubs are signing a lot of of, of interesting players. Um, so, um, the story with football chatters, which which also runs a blog and and more recently a podcast, um, is just generally like me talking as a football fan, just my general sort of slightly nerdy analytical thoughts on on goings on in the game. Well, Luis, technically you do a very good job because it's not easy watching so many games in one weekend. For example, you have just 10 in La Liga and you have also in England and you are able to do all of that. That's really amazing, giving in-depth analysis on all of that. So coming to Aliti, so we'll be talking today about the transfers, like I mentioned. So we are going to start with Aliti's current squad because before we want to know about maybe where, which players should Aliti bring in or where, where do they need to strengthen them? So Luis, what's your opinion on the current squad, the squad has the squad Aliti has at the moment? Uh, so the squad at the moment, um, I, I think it's reasonably good. Um, I think looking, I think there's a few areas that need strengthening, which we'll discuss, but certainly the squad at the moment, um, I think there's a good level of midfield depth, for example. Um, there's some dependable centre-backs. I know Jan Oblak had a slight um, off-season last year by his usual high standards, but he's still definitely one of the best goalkeepers in, in world football right now. Um, in defence, I think um, certainly with Reynaldo coming in in the January window, I think he um, had a very positive impact. Um, and tactically, I think there's also a bit of flexibility about him, um, which could enable, you know, even Atletico Madrid to play a back four next season, um, as well as a back three where he obviously played as the left-sided centre-back. Um, <clears throat> defensively, um, although Atleti's system has a few weaknesses, um, for example, when the back line stepped up, it is quite easy to catch, um, catch them out on the counter. Um, but in midfield, I'd say, you know, Arguably, there's too much depth at the moment, um, but there's a lot of quality there. Um, the left side, I think Henan Lodi had um, a big positive season in his development, playing as an attack-minded um, left wing-back, which, again, I think Renildo offered him a bit more freedom <clears throat> to, to get forward. Um, and the same thing with Yannick Carrasco, um, and I think the competition between those two has... Um, has been a very positive for Diego Simeone. I think they both pushed each other to their to their levels. Um, striker position, um, there's Luis Suarez, who's obviously now left the club as a free agent. Um, but to be honest, I don't think there would have been much good in keeping him anyway, because for me, he just doesn't do anywhere near enough off the ball. Um, and then you have Antoine Griezmann, who's, who's a very industrious player. He's hardworking, but... He just had a big goal drought last year. And Joao Felix, who I've always had high hopes for, um, I still think there's very much potential in his game. And certainly um, when he was afforded chances to start in the second half of the season, um, he made good on it. Um, and he delivered some of his best form in an Atletico Madrid shirt. So for me, he has to be focal. 
to their plans going forward. Um, so overall, summing up, Athletic Squad, um, I like it. Um, I don't think it needs quite as much um, adjustment as maybe some others have suggested. Um, but certainly there are notable areas in the team that, that need um, a bit more depth. Well, you have just kind of summarized everything and on how Athletic Squad is. Well, a lot of complaints from Athletic fans last season was on the fact that the squad was not balanced in the fact that Athletic had so many attackers or maybe attacking-minded players and less play and less fewer players who covered up things defensively really bit, like you said. Athletic brought in Renewed in January to to cover up things and kind of make them solid again because they were considering goals left and right. It was kind of watching Aliti's game and it was like Aliti are like Levante. It was kind of somehow, I don't want to say entertaining, but it was kind of up and down. You have the game against Getafe at the Wanda Metropolitano. I think you can remember that game, Luis. Uh, yeah, um, I, I would agree that there was um, a sense of imbalance. Um, in terms of the deep lying midfield role when when Jeffrey Condogbia was put in that position um in his first season at Atletico Madrid um or earlier on in his time um i thought he lacked a bit of mobility on the ball um and i was unsure about his ability to sort of pivot the play but this season i think he's came a lot in that respect and when he is played as a deep liar um of Atleti's usual 3-1-4-2, the deep lying of the three in midfield, um, or also as, as one half of a two, um, when Atleti sometimes used a midfield two, I think he went away to improving their solidity in terms of his ability to track runs and generally being a good ball winner. Um, in terms of the system overall, um, I think Simeone, I think with Condobia and Reynaldo, I think there are two players that have signaled um, Simeone's intent to sort of um, balance the squad a bit more. Um, it is fair to say there are certainly a lot of attack-minded midfielders at the team. You've obviously got um, Thomas Lamar coming in from the left. Um, you've got Marcus Llorente, who was often also used as a wing-back after um, Kieran Trippier departed or when he was out injured. Um, and you also have Rodrigo de Paul, um, who I think had a slightly different role at Athletic at Atleti, um, from when he played at Udinese. Um, I think he was tasked as well to do a bit more pivoting, um, whereas his strengths lie sort of in, in carrying the ball and driving attacks and breaking lines. Um, so I think um, certainly in the in the three one four two. Um, Simeone tasked his wing-backs to push high um, and the two sort of attacking midfielders ahead of, of the holder. Um, it could be Kondogbia or it could be Koke um, to sort of push high and support in attacks, which could leave them vulnerable sort of um, in the middle third um, and sort of behind the defensive line when it's stepped up. So, yeah, I would say that's a key in terms of improving the sense of squad balance well another area analytic kind of struggle was in attack because 
Suarez deep in form. You know, Suarez was the one who led the line for Aleti during that title winning season, but he wasn't. He was his kind of deep in form affected the team as a whole. He was no longer the player he was during the previous season, and as a result, his goals kind of dropped. And but then you had Korea who stepped up with the goals and scored a reasonable figures for, for goals in the first time in probably Saliti career. That was ten goals, and that was really kind of good. But Aleti don't really have a player who can score fifteen plus goals like. Luis Suarez did in his first season at Aleti, and that's kind of an, an an issue because you have lots of attacking players, and then you have no one who can score fifteen plus goals. Like you mentioned, Griezmann had a good draft. You really watch his season; it was not really the best for him in front of goal because his performances kind of improved when he came back from injury. But then he did not seem to. It was like all the luck was against him as he could not put the ball in the back of the net. But moving on from that, um, Aleti has tried to address some of those situations this summer. They have brought in Witzel and you have also Samuel Lino who came in, who was born in January and the deal was made official this summer. So talking about Witzel, you just talk about your concerns of about Colombia not being mobile on the ball. But I, to be honest, I had similar concerns because he was kind of slow, especially when it came to switching play to the full wing backs, which we talked about the fact that Cholo liked his full backs very high. But then against the games like the Chamber against United and City was really, really agile and mobile, which kind of shocked all of us because it was like he was yeah. the one who kind of facilitated things a little bit. So about Vittel, he's coming from Dunmore and he had an injury an injury there which kept him out for some while. But I can remember he was like the goalman in Lucian Favre's um, Beaver B side where he played in the double pivot with Delaney, I think, yes. So, what do you think about Witzel joining Aleti? Yeah, um, I think the Witzel deal makes sense. Um, and there's a few reasons why I think so. Um, the first thing I think of is control. Um, I had a flick through um, Sofa Scores statistics last year um, on the top 50 players with um, the most successful passes per game in La Liga. Um and only three of them were Atletico Madrid players. In fact, only Koke featured in the top 25. Um, and Witzel, um, he came in for a bit of criticism at Borussia Dortmund last season, and I'll go into reasons why that was so as well. Um, but um, I think it's I think what's clear is he is a secure presence on the ball. Um, he is somebody who is comfortable receiving um deep from the center backs um and is able to i guess turn and and face the front and, and spread the play a bit um somebody who could maybe work alongside Koke or Kondogbia um i don't think you'd see a midfield three of them and um, Vitzel's not necessarily a creator but he is somebody who um in the early stages of building up from the back um is somebody who can receive under pressure and, and turn out of those situations. So um, that's one reason why I think it makes sense. Um, the other is um, sort of with the more attacking players at Letty's midfield, you know, um, whenever Atleti played with a starting sort of single pivot, 
um, in the three one four two, so only one player receiving deep. Um, when DePaul played, I would I would often see him, um, dropping from the the right half space, trying to receive and then, um, turn it and try and spread the play. And I think in the Manchester United Champions League game, Koke, um, did the same thing from the left. Um, and while that's useful for sort of maybe attracting pressure, um. As you said, it can sort of as you said earlier, it can contribute sort of to the midfield imbalance. So Vitzel being secure on the ball and allowing um, attacking players to get forward, um, and uh, and I guess just restrict the opposition press. Um, I think Vitzel serves a purpose uh, in that side in that he can just you know another option to control the play, and that is I think something that Atleti fundamentally need to um to build on in line with this sort of this new vision that Simeone has for how he wants his team to play um and then I think also I was thinking as well that Simeone still might use a back four um as you you talked about his role at Borussia Dortmund under Lucien Favre um and he played mostly in a 4-2-3-1 in that system. And I think Atletico Madrid do have the resources um, to play a 4-2-3-1 with a double pivot because I find it hard personally to leave, you know, two of, of the three of Koke, Kondogbia or Witzel um, out of the team um, because it would just contribute to the, um, the balance of the team overall. Um, so I think that's an interesting possibility that could be looked for as well. But um, yeah, I think Witzel makes sense. And he is reportedly a player that Simeone wanted um, after he left Zenit um, and he moved to China. Um, there were reports coming out that Simeone was interested in him then. So I think he's a player that Simeone will have a clear vision for. Um, and then coming on to Samuelino, um I don't know that much about him, but I looked at his statistics. He scored 12 goals and registered five assists for the Portuguese side Gil Vicente. Um, and he helped them, um, I think, qualify for Europe. Um, so there's a bit of pedigree about him. Um, I think if Atleti were to use a back four, um, you could see him sort of cutting in from the wing, maybe. Um, Atleti already have... Um, the likes of Correa and and Mateus Cunha as well. Um, so I think he's just another sort of option of depth in terms of um, a direct dribbler, somebody who can um, move with the ball and just kind of um, kind of link up with his teammates. But um, I think the key as well is that Atleti really do need a true sort of focal point up top. Um, as a striker, um, and I think you know, I can't assess Lino that deeply. Um, I'll be watching him more this season, no doubt. But um, I think key at the moment to all of Atleti's sort of second striker, wide attacker sort of profiles is that sort of um, that focal point target man striker. Well, um, you have covered almost everything on the new signings and you talked about uh, Witzel bringing a lot to the team in terms of how he can dictate play and 
his passing accuracy is among the best in Europe and he's so good with the ball, be it his passes yeah. or maybe carrying the ball forward. So do you think Witzel coming to the team is kind of beneficial, not just for Aleti as a whole, but also for certain players? Like, for example, him coming into the team and maybe rotating with Condombia kind of give Koke that freedom to play further forward like we saw against United and against City. Do you think that would be beneficial not just for maybe Koke also, but you have the likes of Lorente or oh, I'm sorry, Rodrigo De Paul. So how do you think he he's is coming to the team will affect let me say Koke and De Paul especially? Um with De Paul, um I think um he'll be afforded a I think with Witzel playing um, I think um, he'll be afforded a bit more license to get forward. Um, at Udinese, De Paul was the epicenter of a lot of Udinese's creative play. Um, at Atleti, I think it was always inevitable when he joined that there would be a bit more of a spread that he possibly wouldn't be as you know. Whereas at Udinese, I think he was he carried a lot of that responsibility. Um, it was always going to be spread about a bit more when he joined Atletico Madrid. Um, but even at that, um, although he is a very diverse player, he is, he's got a lot of aspects to his game um, in terms of carrying the ball forward. Um, and then also in terms of his pass range, um, he, he has the ability to sort of drop and turn and, and spread the ball quickly. Um, but I think with DePaul having a cover like Witzel, I think he will be afforded a bit more license to carry the ball um, because he is really a threatening player to come up against in sort of 1v1s. Um, and generally, I don't. I think Atleti are somewhat attracted to having, or they can be attracted at times to having um, too many players drop and then it's it the only option is sort of to spread the ball and it kind of defeats the purpose of playing a ball playing system um so i think with vitzel coming in possibly as part of a double pivot um i wouldn't drop to paul or even as a 433 i think he would be allowed a bit more license to get forward um, and then talking about Jorente, um i think Jorente will move into midfield um I would still expect, because obviously now Shimei Vershalko has also departed. Um, he's now joined Olympiacos. Um, I don't think he'll be at right wing back for too much longer, um, because I would expect Atleti to sign a new right back or right wing back being one of, if not the most um, under strengthened position in the team. So Jorente, I think, would be allowed to come in field. I think similarly, he's a good off-ball runner. He likes to drive forward with the ball. He can run towards the byline. Um, he can work in tandem in terms of those link-ups. Um, and even working sort of as a narrow um, right winger in that, you know, that aforementioned 4-2-3-1, possibly. Um, or as the right-sided midfielder in the 3-1-4-2, um, where I think he could rotate with DePaul. Um, I think he would be allowed a bit more license to drive forward as well. Um, it's just that Atleti need that controlling presence in midfield who's able to 
to hold onto the ball and turn forward with it and and make sure you know that the players that are getting forward for Atleti are I guess just a bit more secure to do that um and there's less risk of being caught on the counter well hopefully Witzel doesn't take a longer time to integrate as most players take when they are coming to Atleti and as for Witzel he's 33 and maybe way of his prime back he still has a lot he can offer and hopefully he still has some football left in those legs of his it's been good seeing him train at los angeles and rafael and catching up physically so hopefully he gets through prison where where you talked about lino and about what his contribution for give Vicente last season and how it was it was very important he was like the talisman and he played like a left winger for he played, a left, he played as a left winger for Gil Vicente and he looks like a very promising player. But the issue about his signing might be the fact that you have Carrasco in the team because he's, a very, he's very similar to Carrasco, but maybe with the difference in that he's a better finisher and maybe has a better decision making than Carrasco. So, and you have his coming and he has a point to prove, but the issue might be minutes because you have Lodi and you have Carrasco. Unless Aleti play quite often this season a four for two play maybe play with the back four, then we might not see so much of Lino given the fact that he will not have a lot of minutes because like I just mentioned, Lodi and Carrasco ahead of him. But he also has a very good work rate defensively, which or hints that maybe he can do a good job as Lorente of the ball as he wins a lot of duels and a lot of tackles. He has numbers which are similar to that of of a defensive midfielder, for example, Colombia, for example. So moving on from the players Aleti have brought in, we have some players who are returning on from loan. You have Vitolo, you have Morata, you have Saul, you have Arias, and they are also academy players. But we'll talk more about the senior, those senior team players, because, for example, there are rumors of Vitolo, he will be heading to Las Palmas, and as for Arias, I'm not sure he will stay at the team, because I'm sure Aleti will look for buyer and he has he's not even among those in the preseason at the moment so you talked about Aleti having a weakness at the right back and that's an issue a place where Aleti has to address at the moment so maybe just be brief but Aleti has been linked with quite a lot of players Emerson Royal you have Molina and you have Jonathan Klaus those are the names who have been heavily linked with Aleti so among those names I also have Pablo Mafo. So among all of those four guys, who do you think can do an effective job or who do you think will fit perfectly given Aletia has missed the pair a lot and Cholo himself admitted that? Yeah, um, we'll just talk about Arias for a little bit. Um, you know, he's had a tough time of it at, of, at Atletico Madrid. Um, he obviously had that serious injury from a few years ago. I think that's really stunted his progress and chances of getting a first-team role. Um and I still think that, you know, potentially you could keep Arias and, and have him playing sort of as a backup role. But um, in terms of as a starter, I would be I would be looking to bring somebody in. Um, of the names you mentioned, um, Jonathan, Jonathan Close is the absolute standout to me. Um, uh, he plays for Lance, um, 29 years old, um, and also linked with um, the likes of Chelsea and, and Marseille. Um, but at Atletico Madrid, I think he would be, um, I think he'd be a perfect fit. Um, 
a bit unclose at Lance. Um, Lance also play a back three formation. Um, a three-one-four-two is one option they use, but more often than not, it's a two-man midfield they go for. Um, but the key is close is very um industrious. His work rate is top notch. Um, really energetic. He runs like an express train. Um, up and down the pitch. Um, and in terms of what he offers in the different phases of play for Atletico Madrid. Um, he is a player who naturally hugs the touchline. He plays wide um, and has this penchant for making really well-timed runs sort of behind the opposite fullback. You know, um, Lawrence maybe in a more patient phase of play um, as they play out from the back. Um, close, stays wide um, and sort of... Um, he walks about a bit, but when he springs into action, like he has a real electric turn of pace in him. Um, and he has this ability to get close to the byline um, and play across in from there, which is something that I think um, from the right-hand side of Atletico Madrid are lacking. Um, a tri- that was something that Trippier offered, but um, also close has the um, the contributions in more settled phases of build-up. So in a slower phase, he's still able to um, to play link-ups with his teammates. He can, as part of a three-man midfield, you know, it's, I don't think, you know, Lance with, with Sheik Dukure, who's now joined Crystal Palace, and Seko Fofana, they both played quite narrow. Um, but at Atletico Madrid, if they still decide to opt for a three-man midfield. Um, you know, I think there'll be more possibilities for him to link the play and, and do give and goes. Um, and really, I think the key is that he is confident in in dribbling at people and, and generally just driving the play forward. So for me, um, both for the quality that he showed at last and also um, with Armenia Bielefeld, where he... Um, he played in quite a similar structure to Atleti's back four, I guess, um, where he was um, the right-sided midfielder in a 4-4-2 um, ahead of a more natural fullback. Um, he he could play in a back four as well, but sort of possibly as part of the midfield line. Um, so close, I think, is intriguing. I also think at Atleti, even if, if, even if they did go for a back four, he would still be the right back, but um, close for me is the standout option. Um, Emerson Royale, um, I, I'm i not sold on at the moment. I don't know about his fit. I don't think he's... I think while in the more patient phases, he is he's pretty good. He receives well. I don't think he has quite the same attacking instincts, which Atleti can really use with close to bombard the opposition fullback and just completely put the pressure on. Um, Close is really intense and for me would be the definite standout. Well, lots of praise for Jonathan Close and well, I trust you all for you. You watch a lot of European football and as for Emerson Royale, well, I know him from his days at Betis. I've not watched him a lot at first, but he's someone who kind of 
lacks maybe a call position. Um, he's, not he's not positionally disciplined as gets caught out of times. And like you said, offensively, he doesn't really pose the same threat as Klaus would. Yeah, with Emerson, um, if we can just talk about him for a bit, is um, um, I've always thought of Emerson, and I don't think I've ever seen him tried here, but Betis, I got the indication of a player who could still be experimented possibly as a right-sided centre-back of a back three, um, because of he is able to carry the ball out of defence, but I just think he sort of lacks the um, I think higher up, I don't think his attacking attacking instincts. Um, although he can overlap, I don't think he does it nearly as with the frequency that Klaus does. Um, and I think with a player like Jorente, who likes to link up with an overlapper, you saw, you know, obviously his combination with Trippier was was absolutely key in in Atletico Madrid winning the title. Um, I just don't think Emerson has that fit as sort of maybe as a natural wing back um, in in a system like Atleti's, but that, that's not to say I, I think there's, I think there is a bit of untapped potential there, but for Atletico Madrid, I, I'm not sure he'd fit. Well, like they say on Twitter, it should be a no-brainer for Atleti going for close because he's, like you said, kind of the best option and also he's under 10 million, which is the cheaper option in terms of salary-wise and also for the fiality would be paying for him. So hopefully Aleti gets a right back before the season starts because that's the weakest position in the squad, as you said. And going to a new season, we will not want to see Lorente playing as the right back or right wing back because that would be kind of a waste of potential because we saw what he could do in the 2020-21 season. And since then, he has kind of suffered playing out of position and not bringing the best. And that's also kind of affected Aleti and Trudeau as he has kind yes, he has he had to mode is tactic. So talking about the players that have returned, you talked about the fact that Atleti's system kind of kind of requires or is relied upon on it kind of requires a target man and we have Morata who is coming back after two seasons alone at Juventus and well we know Morata he will give you about ten to fifteen goals a season and you but now we know he misses a lot of chances. Do you think he provides that kind of target man Aleti will need next season or maybe Aleti go for Kunya was Chulo has experimented with him a few times there last season. With Morata, um I still think Atletico Madrid can do better. Um Morata is a player that I think has got I think at, at Juventus I thought he was particularly last season um Allegri made the call to play him out from the left quite a lot, which I find odd. Um, and certainly in terms of the player that players that cut in, you know, Atletico Madrid already have plenty of them, you know, sort of those second striker types like Cunha, like like Angel Correa, um, and even possibly Samuelino if if he's played as part of the front pair. Um, but as you say, that's obviously dependent on how many minutes he gets. Um, but with Morata, I've just never really viewed him as that sort of as a player that you can really base an attack around. Um, in terms of players who I would have had my eye on, um, I think potentially Atleti missed a trick with with Vlajovic, um, who he's obviously played off at Juventus. Um, 
And in terms of looking at the role that Suarez played in the title win, um, as a player who, albeit not being too involved in the build-up side, um, was skilled in terms of finding the spaces between defenders, um, generally getting on their goal side and, and managing to get chances away from from close to goal. Um, so for me, Atletico Madrid need a guy um, who can sort of play give and goes a bit more. Um, and especially with Joao Felix being ending the season on, on a high, um, and who I still think is a player with a, a hell of a lot of talent that hasn't been seen yet. Um, I think I think with Felix, who was often, I think when he started, he was deployed a bit in that role, um, drifting out of the channels and being a, a focal point and linking up, which I don't really think is the heart and soul of his game. So Morata, while I think he is a pretty good finisher, um, or sorry, uh, he gets into good uh, goal-scoring positions. He's He can be an inconsistent finisher. Um, I still think Atletico Madrid need a slightly different profile of striker sort of to move on forward. Um, albeit in midfield, I think Saul's return, um, he's back from Chelsea. It didn't really go so well for him. Um, and I think the key for Saul is also about finding just generally a settled position. But I think his return and obviously the affection he's held in with um, with Atletico Madrid fans, he's he's still incredibly popular. Um, he's like a child of Atleti, if you will. Um, I think he at least does boost their sort of defensive options in midfield as well. But I think he needs to, um, you know, possibly... And while he is versatile, he needs sort of a more settled position in the side. And even, you know, Cholo even experimenting by having him do a bit more in terms of making attacking runs. You know, obviously, remember, he broke out with that incredible solo goal against Bayern um, uh, in the um, Champions League semi-finals in 2016. Um, possibly... You know, he can add as an option in that respect, but obviously we're not talking about him as a striker. Um, but yeah, coming back to the main point, um, I think Morata has, you know, I think he can play a role, certainly in his return at, at Atletico Madrid, but I would say that potentially um, Atleti shouldn't just rest on him for their... Um, their striker needs. Well, Aleti are in final, a little bit of financial crisis at the moment, so that kind of limit how much they can spend. As Gil said, Gil at Cerezo said in an interview, Aleti needs player sales of up to forty million before they can make signings. So, but hopefully with a new deal, Aleti has just signed with Wilfin that can maybe inject some cash into the club and the club can spend it more wisely and not as they have done in previous years. But we just talked about Morata. I, for one, I think Morata is a striker with a lot of qualities of top strikers. For example, he's good in the air. He's, he has a physical presence. He attacks channels and he has a good vision to create chances for others and also himself. We talk about him getting into good 
attacking position. But now the issue comes with that he's inconsistent finish. He doesn't give you those consistent performances regularly, which is the issue. Aleti have struggled selling him this summer. A lot of clubs have been linked with him. With Juventus in particular, but they, they, they offer the money they offer for him was quite low, and Aleti rejected giving Aleti paid fifty million for him when they brought him from Chelsea. So it's not quite easy. Aleti in a tough spot in the transfer window, but if player sales, if they are player sales, then players will be brought in. And as for Sao, we saw him having his best role at Aleti when he makes run into the box on midfield. If he can have a more certain role and maybe the more certain role and maybe have a similar kind of tax to do then I think we can see the best version of him but so far we have a lot of depth in midfield and attack which are not really the right areas so we have to move on from that we have talked about Aleti squad we talked about the new players and those that are returning alone so we are going to talk so the last thing I'm going to be talking about will be about the Aleti Akini players who were on loan last season you have Rodrigo Riquelme, Sergio Camelo, Manu Sanchez, Borja Garcia. You also have Marcus Polo who joined last season from the, from the Brazilian league, but his loan at from Minis was bad. So, Lewis, I'm going to ask you, what do you think about these players? Because most of them are kind of attacking-minded players, and Aleti has a lot of players in a lot of options in those areas where these players are playing. For example, you have a lot of in the striker position. Aleti need one, but Camero is not up to the tax. You have secondary strikers and also attacking midfielders. You have um Roro Rodriguez there's also this Marco Polo guy. So you have players who are coming back but the positions in the team are not really quite certain. I also have Manu Sanchez but like we just talk about Samuel you know having two guys ahead of him for the pecking order you that would be same similar case for Manu Sanchez. So what's your opinion on this on this Alicia Akini player? Should they be loaned out? And if so, where should they be loaned out to La Liga or maybe Segunda clubs? Yeah um Diego Simeone has developed a reputation as a coach um, that young players have found hard to win over, especially coming in from Atletico Madrid's academy. Um, there's no doubt that within Atleti's youth setup, there is a lot of talent. Um, as you say, it's mostly attack-minded talent, um, but um, I think... As you say, they will find it a little bit hard to necessarily fit into his plans. Um, you also mentioned, you know, you mentioned um, Camelo and, and Riquelme, um, who both had really strong seasons at Mir- Mirandes, um, who regularly deployed one of the youngest teams in the Segunda División in Spain. Um, and then also um, there's Victor Molejo, um, who was obviously in the playoff finals, um, unfortunate to be on the losing side of it against um, for Tenerife against Girona, um, but by and large he really really impressed me, um, and his mentality. I mean he has always had this attitude of a worker, really industrious player, um, and one who's always sort of had it in his mind to fight for Diego Simeone's favor. Um, unfortunately without success so far um, and that was in the second half of the season at Tenerife he was at Mallorca to start the season in La Liga um, but he ended up dropping down a, down a division but for me he would be um, good value for a La Liga move um, there's also a couple of 
talented prospects that showcased their ability abilities in um the UEFA Youth League. Um, I'm looking at Pablo Barrios, who um scored twice and assisted once um in a three two win against Real Madrid um in a derby match. I'm looking at Ibrahima Kamara, um talented young centre back, um in possibly one of the areas where Atleti are a little you know, they could do with a little bit more depth. Um and obviously Giuliano Simeone, the manager's son, um, made the bench for the final few games of the season, um, on being promoted from um the second team as well. Um and indeed now there is speculation that, that um Giovanni Cholito Simeone, his other son, could be returning to La Liga with Sevilla. Um but I digress. Um so in terms of thinking of potential sort of loan destinations, um, I think Atleti are really sort of spoilt for choice. I think these guys are going to need minutes. Um, and certainly with possibly Camelo and Andy Kelme, I think um, they could do with a bit of a step up in division, um, especially Camelo, who hit double figures. Um one of the best young strikers in the Segunda last season, and I think possibly um, you're looking at maybe sides who are recruiting youthful players. Um, I'm looking even maybe at Girona um, because they're set to, um, you know, they had Alex Baena up top um, in the playoffs. He's obviously on loan from Villarreal and will be returning. Um and then Christian Stuani is also, I think, getting into the twilight of his career. So that's maybe one destination for Camelo I can think of. And then obviously you talk about Manu Sanchez as well. Um, very profitable, um, 18 months at Osasuna. Um, a very tidy player who can, um, who can play at different tempos. He's able to speed it up. And in the more patient phases, um, he is able to just settle it. But as you say, he is coming into a position that really does not need any reinforcement um, in that left wing back area um, with Carrasco and, and Lodi. And um, possibly in a back four, he might have a role as a backup. But for me, um, he has uh, what it takes to start for a, a La Liga team. Um, and that is personally what I would like to see. So I'm tipping... And then obviously we're talking about Javi Serrano as well, um, who did play a few teams for Atleti in La Liga and I think would be due alone as well. But I think that is an unfortunate thing that many of Atletico Madrid's top academy prospects um, play in positions that, that don't need strengthening. Um, indeed, you know, you're looking at midfield and you're looking at left wing back or left back um you're looking at up top um you know i think atleti will have ultimately their eyes set on another striker um i think as you say like just to come back on morata i think while he certainly has good qualities um i just think he's better suited to playing off of another striker in the team um and i think he does function best in a system with um with two up top and where he's afforded license make runs behind while another one um can can hold up the play but uh, yeah on Atleti's youth prospects I think it's it's 
unfortunately going to be another tough time for them breaking into Simeone's first team plans. Um, but as I say, there's also no shortage of potential destinations they could go as well. Well, you have touched on almost all of, all of them, in fact. Well, you have Julito Simeone, the one who you have. You have, Simi, you have the other Simeone, the one who kind of who was part of the team a few games last season and he has been loaned out to Zaragoza. And then you have Camilo, who is not part of the training at the moment, who is not part of the team training at Los Angeles, the San Rafael at the moment, ahead because there are rumors of him going out on loan to Mallorca. Then you have so many clubs like Espanyol, even Valencia interested in Rodrigo Riquelme. So there are a lot, like you said, we are spoiled for options for those players. And hopefully they get the loan moves they deserve because at the moment Alexis you set up is as the best in its history. You have them winning, I think um, eleven out of the eleven trophies I think of available for the youth setup. So that's kind of really impressive. And you even have the you have them being so good that Madrid are kind of shaking and they are trying to get some of the players from the youth setup. So hopefully in the future we can see most of them make it to the first thing because. I think if they keep on getting his loan spells for money, do will be his third loan spell. And maybe, I'm sure Osasuna, he'll be back at Osasuna. So maybe by the time he's coming back, we'll have maybe a space for him in this squad. Given, I think Aleti has one of the oldest squad, or maybe a, a lot of the players in the squad are approaching their 30s. So maybe in two or three years' time, if the team can maybe do a good planning and not what they have been doing, like we discussed in the previous podcast about their mismanagement, then for that would be good for the young players. And like you said, it's difficult for these players to break into the first team. And that's not just down to children, that's also down to the board because the board have a lot of short circuit projects, projects that need to be setting every after maybe two or three years, which is not good for the club who wants to be battling among the top clubs. So I'm going to ask you a very tough question now. So if I'm to ask you among all of these players and knowing how difficult it is to break into the first team are lazy for these guys. Who are the players you think in two to three years' time will be part and parcel of the first team? Oh, out of those academy products? Um, I think certainly, um, you know, you talked earlier about how Atleti, you know, I think La Liga um, certainly has, you know, on the large scale, it doesn't have necessarily the finances um, to compete amongst the big guns in in a transfer market. Apart from obviously, you know, you've got Real Madrid um, who have signed Chouameni, and you've got Barcelona who, um, you know, by the time this goes out, they might have already signed him. But Rafinha as well. Um, apart from that, you know, I think potentially, you know. Uh, as Athletic squad gets older, they may be fine to rely on the academy a bit more um, as as players sort of come and go and, and if they need to sort of raise funds. Um, in terms of who could be in the first team, I think Manu Sanchez has the potential. Um, defensively, I think there's still, although I think he grew positively in this respect in last season, um, he still needs to I think improve a bit defensively, um, but he has also got definitely the technical qualities and this ability to pick out passes in, in tight spaces um, and play given goes um, that I think Simeone would appreciate. Um, 
and obviously at Osasuna under Arasate, he worked under, I think, one of the most underrated coaches in the division. And an Osasuna side that I think also in many ways were trying to um, add to the sort of the ball-playing side of their game. Um, and a lot of their play ran down the left side, ran through Manu Sanchez's flank. So if he is to return to Osasuna, I think that's a good move for him. But equally, I think... Um, you know, I think most teams in the division he could join and, and have a very reasonable stab of getting minutes for. Um, Molejo, um, I just really, really enjoyed watching him in the playoffs. Um, and I think he does have this really strong attitude that he wants to make an impression on, on Diego Simeone. And I think he deserves a fair crack at the whip of a full season in La Liga. Um, and unfortunately, at Osasuna, or sorry, at Mallorca it didn't quite work out in terms of getting the minutes um, but certainly there are teams that I think would be looking for an industrious sort of um, a good defensive a, a winger with a good defensive game but who's also quick and can drive the play forward and link up with a fullback as he did so regularly with Shaq Moore in the um, Segunda playoffs um, so Malejo I'd like to see in a La Liga loan and I think he can he has it within him to make an impression um, Riquelme Cameo Borja Garces um, Barrios um, and Serrano I think all have first team potential um, in, in the next few years um, I'm not entirely sure they'll all break through Um Obviously, because Atletico Madrid also will have eyes on the transfer market. Um, but certainly, I think Atletico Madrid, as you say, it is an extremely talented academy that's that they've got right now. Um, and a lot of those players, in my opinion, are, um, are good enough to play in La Liga now. Um, and I think what they need is really first team minutes and making that jump. And they need to make the jump earlier. Um, even to just sort of have a crack at it because there's, you know, last season you're seeing these prospects and I think um, they're picking the right sort of loan destinations for them to go out and develop. Um, and I think the best way to develop them is sort of within Spain and to keep a good eye on them. Um, so in the near term, well, I think most of them will have another loan. I think they've by and large deserved um, a chance of a step up but in terms of getting into the first team um, I think that'll depend on, on what the circumstances are really Well I agree with you because for example you never know what can happen and in another time where maybe Aliti were not struggling at left back but let's say for example we have so many options at right back and not at left back then you have maybe Manu Sanchez being part of the first team and if Aliti were not struggling because Aliti has some issues defensively, but if Aliti were instead, it was the other way around, and Aliti instead have issues offensively, then maybe you have the likes of Cameo having shots at the first team, but like you said, it depends on the circumstances in which the first team is in. Sadly, Lewis, we have come to the end of this episode, and that's due to time constraint. We can talk about Aliti the whole day, I have no issue. So, Lewis, it's been fun having you on the podcast. Thanks so much, Emmanuel. Thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Hopefully, we can talk more about it when the season starts and analyze more games together. Thank you. Thanks very much. 
well guys thanks for listening to the particular particular podcast i remember guys never nunca deha decree never stop believing